We're back with more of Series 3 of the Evening Under Lamplight podcasts, with Robert Louis Abrahamson attending to Stevenson's Fables. Today we'll attend in one podcast to two very short complementary fables, both dealing, as I think we'll see, with handling guilt. Let's start with the fable themselves, The Devil and the Innkeeper and The Penitent. and the innkeeper. Once upon a time the devil stayed at an inn, where no one knew him, for they were people whose education had been neglected. He was bent on mischief, and for a time kept everybody by the ears. But at last the innkeeper set a watch upon the devil and took him in the fact. The innkeeper got a rope's end. "'Now I'm going to thrash you,' said the innkeeper." "'You've no right to be angry with me,' said the devil. "'I'm only the devil, and, and it's my nature to do wrong.' "'Is that so?' asked the innkeeper. "'Fact, I assure you,' said the devil. "'You really cannot help doing ill?' asked the innkeeper. "'Not in the smallest,' said the devil. "'It would be useless cruelty to thrash a thing like me.' "'It would indeed,' said the innkeeper, "'and he made a noose and hanged the devil.' "'There,' said the innkeeper.' The Penitent A man met a lad weeping. What do you weep for? he asked. Well, I'm weeping for my sins, said the lad. You must have little to do, said the man. The next day they met again. Once more the lad was weeping. And why do you weep now? asked the man. "'I'm weeping because I have nothing to eat,' said the lad. "'I thought it would come to that,' said the man. So there we are, the devil and the innkeeper and the penitent. Now, now, what's going on here? The devil and the innkeeper opens with the myth of the devil roaming the world doing mischief. A actually, he's more like the folk character Puck. He's bent on mischief, rather than like the Satan figure in the Bible, walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He confesses that he does wrong and does ill, but, but there's no talk of evil. Still, something needs to be done about him. The innkeeper wants to thrash him, an effort to beat him into submission. But that will never work, the devil says. He's a very friendly fellow in conversation, it seems, and apparently honest. It's in the devil's very nature to do ill. No thrashing or other punishment will change him. It would be needless cruelty to thrash him. Good point. Let's avoid all cruelty even to a devil if it is needless and will do no good. 
Well, the innkeeper's no fool and agrees with this point and then takes that rope's end he was going to use as a whip and turns it into a noose and hangs the devil. There, he says, brushing his hands after a job well done. What, what kind of job was this? What did he just do? Well, let's turn this devil inwards and see him as a personification of some devilish impulse within us, some wrong or even evil habit. The people at that inn were told had had their education neglected. No one taught them how to recognize the wayward impulses within them. But at some point, even poorly educated people might recognize ways they are doing wrong. And then what? We try to whip or punish them. Like this. Say I have the bad habit of constantly criticizing my brother, not necessarily directly, but by insinuations or backhanded compliments. Somehow I become aware of this fault and know that it's wrong to do this. <laughs> Two days later I catch myself saying to my brother, Isn't that the same rust spot on your car that you asked me about last year? Catching myself saying this, I've now, as the fable puts it, caught the devil in the fact. I'm the innkeeper, and I prepare to whip this bad habit, probably when I'm back alone. What a bad person I am. I just can't keep my mouth shut. Just because I'm so good at taking care of my car doesn't mean I have to insinuate that Johnny's no good for letting that rust stay there. I'm so awful. I hate myself. That's the way we whip the devil within us, isn't it? And it hurts. And we feel good, in a way, because we have made ourselves hurt for doing something bad. We've taken care of the problem. But as the devil says, this is needless cruelty. Because just lashing yourself for doing this will not change your habits. It'll just make you feel bad and lower your self-esteem and perhaps unfit you for doing anything healthy for a while. So, like the innkeeper, we must hang that devil. We don't just tell ourselves how bad we are, we get rid of the habit. How do we do that? Well, that's another story, but the short answer is that we could apologize to our brother and try to develop a more kindly relationship. Or if it's a deep habit, perhaps we get therapy and discover the childhood roots of the problem. Or if it's really deep, we may just have to avoid our brother, avoiding the occasion of sin, as the old manuals put it. That's not easy. It's hard to hang a devil. But it's the only way once we discover that demon doing mischief within us. And now watch how these same things reappear in a different way with that lad in the penitent, weeping for his sins. That's his form of just whipping the devil, but not hanging him. Just lamenting, but not doing anything about it. Oh, I'm such a sinner. I'm the worst person in the world. I'm just no good. Oh, oh, oh. The next day, the man meets the lad again, and again the lad is weeping. In good fable fashion, we have a scene repeated with variations. Why do you weep now? The man says. I'm weeping, the lad replies, because I have nothing to eat. I thought it would come to that, says the man. End of the fable, shocking us with its brevity and abrupt ending. Why did the man think it would come to that? Because when we spend too much time whipping our devil within, needless cruelty, we disable ourselves for doing anything further, especially for doing what Stevenson elsewhere calls the necessary responsibilities of life, 
like earning money to buy food. No wonder he has nothing to eat. He's been too self-obsessed, feeling good about accusing himself, but never doing anything about it. When we catch the devil in the fact, let us acknowledge this, feel whatever guilt is appropriate, amend things, resolve again to do better, and let it go. Or as Stevenson says elsewhere, let each stab suffice for the occasion. To play with this spiritual pain turns to penance, and a person easily learns to feel good by dallying with the consciousness of having done wrong. Well, now to close, here are the two little fables again, just to ground us in the literature. and the innkeeper. Once upon a time the devil stayed at an inn where no one knew him for they were people whose education had been neglected. He was bent on mischief and for a time kept everybody by the ears but at last the innkeeper set a watch upon the devil and took him in the fact. The innkeeper got a rope's end. Now I'm going to thrash you said the innkeeper "'You've no right to be angry with me,' said the devil. "'I'm only the devil, and, and it's my nature to do wrong.' "'Is that so?' asked the innkeeper. "'Fact, I assure you,' said the devil. "'You really cannot help doing ill?' asked the innkeeper. "'Not in the smallest,' said the devil. "'It would be useless cruelty to thrash a thing like me.' "'It would indeed,' said the innkeeper, "'and he made a noose and hanged the devil.' "'There,' said the innkeeper.' The Penitent A man met a lad weeping. What do you weep for? he asked. Well, I'm weeping for my sins, said the lad. You must have little to do, said the man. The next day they met again. Once more the lad was weeping. And why do you weep now? asked the man. I'm weeping because I have nothing to eat, said the lad. I thought it would come to that, said the man. That's enough for now. There's a different feel to the next fable, but we'll see about that next time. See you then.